You are listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Well, hello there. This is Tomes of the Chaos Bard, and thank you for listening. I am DM Dave, and to the left we have... Henley. Boudreau. Lila Garatha. Roscoe. And Fenrir. <laughs> and now we will turn the time over to Roscoe, who has our recap. We fought a troll. We actually had a really intense fight with a troll. Um, and Keth died again. <laughs> and we brought him back to life again. I hope they, they remember this in the future. Um, and we won and nobody else died. And really, the only one of the actual group that got hurt was Garatha. So that's a plus. And I had a wicked headshot. And and Henley put an arrow right in between his eyeballs. After I shot his eyeballs out. So right in between his arrow balls. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and then we met up with the mushroom folks. And we are... Passing through an abandoned city that looks sketch. Thank you. So we continue with our travel. You guys head down. I explained all the the ruins, all the carvings on the walls, and they head you down deep into the city. When you guys get to a certain location, it seems to be a kind of a dark tunnel that goes. It's probably about four feet probably about five feet high five feet round just a big old oval type idea the creatures start carrying the dead uh, they're fallen they're the pieces of the fallen (laughs) down this and you see one of the myconids turn to you guys as before you guys head down this is a sacred place of ours Because of your assistance with the troll and uniting us with our kind, we will permit you to our sacred place where our sovereign and our mound rest. Please leave any weapons of destruction here so we may maintain reverence and ask that you speak only when spoken to. Well, Butcher drops all of his weapons. <laughs> Just like... Yeah. <laughs> we'll be coming back this way, right? Yeah. Okay. You know what I just realized? Hmm. Butcher still doesn't have a shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's bare-chested right now. Yeah, so I'll take off my weapons and just kind of... Yeah, he kind of gestured to a location where you can store your stuff. Does this location where you can start, store stuff any, have any more of those drawings on the walls? Yeah. Okay, so while I'm uh, taking off... Out all of my weapons, which by the way is a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm paying special attention to those; they okay. intrigue me. Perfect. Everybody else following suit? Yeah, I put all my weapons down. Okay. You see, uh, Herla and Thorin kind of take Keth over to the same location that you guys are kind of storing stuff, and just let him rest. And it seems like those two are going to stay as well. Mm. I'm going to do. Uh, the fist salute towards Kath before I leave. And he returns it. Everybody doing it? Laying down their weapons? Everything? Okay. I sneak it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's that poison, isn't it? I know it. (laughs) Yeah, it's not considered a weapon. Okay, so you guys, (laughs) as the mushroom, you'd return to the mushroom, the myconid, he nods, and he goes, follow me. And he starts descending down these steps. These steps... Into the tunnel, into (laughs) the tunnel. (laughs) It's kind of a spirally 
wide, long spiral staircase that lead down into the ground. As you guys descend, you get a strong smell of earth and of a little bit of decay as well, kind of like uh, plant decay. Mm. And as you guys kind of stare down into the darkness, it's dark. Even with your dark vision, there's only a certain point you can go down. And it takes you a while to get, to get down. Then you enter, you get, get down to the bottom of, this, of these steps, and there's just this wide kind of 20-foot open chasm. As you enter this, you see this large mushroom character. And he's like 10 by 10 big mushroom looking guy. Very looks like a lot of myconids, but huge. And next to him, you see this large just mound. And you see a bunch of these almost like little mushrooms poking up with larger ones as well. And they kind of look like myconids as well. Kind of have that humanoid shape to them. As you guys are getting closer, you notice that the warriors, the Kotoas, the living ones, and a lot of the myconids are walking up to this mound and placing all the bits and pieces of their fallen comrades there. And you notice as well that the mushroom fish people go there and they just stand next to the mound. You guys mentioned you were carrying some as well? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the myconid kind of gestures to you to kind of do the same. We'll go over and... Henley will go over and place her bits and pieces in the pile. You're going to put the troll head on there too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything's kind of being gestured to go there. So you guys set all this stuff right in front of the pile. And then you hear... You hear a voice in your head that says, Please return to me when you're done dropping off our fallen. Or drop it off, come back. And then you see the mound move. You see this mound just kind of shamble up. And you see this wide gaping mouth open and just consume everything that you guys have laid before it. And it goes back to its form and just descends back into the ground looking like a normal mound of dirt again. You see the large mushroom person kind of twist its body towards you guys and he speaks. We appreciate all your help in reuniting my kindred. I have been told that for your assistance you will be given items that come from above and free passage through our land. Please follow this myconid to your treasures. So, the myconid that was standing next to you leads you back up and up and up and up and up and up the stairs again. In terror. <laughs> so you go up there and it takes you to another room. You guys are back up there with Thorn and everything. And takes you to this large room that is just filled with all kinds of armor, all kinds of weapons, and all kinds of monies as well. So Let's do the monies first, shall we? With the monies, you find 21 gold pieces. Actual gold? Actual gold pieces. 2,243 silver pieces. And 2,164 
copper pieces. Go ahead and just level up my ring. <laughs> I think we all need to. You also find four health potions, and you find a small patch, pouch of gems. And for player knowledge, it's about ten gold piece for that whole pouch of gems. Like real gold pieces again? Gold pieces. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure. Yep, thank you. Yep. <laughs> you also find a vial of acid and a small or and a set of thieves' tools. And <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of stuff here, listeners, so be prepared. A sh- a shattered locker containing block and tackle, fifty feet of rope, mason tools and 10 feet of chain with a lock and key. A roll of parchment sealed with a gold with golden wax stamped with a shield and a gold-plated flask containing red liquid. This one, a brightly colored patchwork backpack bearing a logo of a red leaf on it. This is an entertainer's pack also find an adjustable leather strap carrying two skins of a grayish liquid smelling of damp uh, stones. A sturdy music case containing a luxurious viol. And a worn but fine drum. There you go, Fenrir. You got got yourself a new (laughs) viol. (laughs) And a new drum. And a drum, yeah. A climber's kit Thieves' tools, a small glass decanter of a slated gray liquid, also smelling of faintly wet stone. A gently fizzing pink potion in a decanted glass vial, which smells faintly of a childhood's sweetheart. Can I call dibs? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> dibs! <laughs> you find a clean, quilted bedroll rolled around an hourglass and a plain scroll. More Ooh. paper for Fenrir. <laughs> yeah. Because Fenrir wants it. He says, I don't want it. Here's another one. We're going to use it for lessons. <laughs> this is how you learn. This one's kind of fun. A flute fashioned from a thigh bone. Who, whose sound resembles a distant, anguished scream. That isn't eerie at all. You also find within that four other scrolls that have kind of magic imbued on it onto it. And you also find this fancy-looking rope that has a bunch of different patches on it of ladders, of horses, of different... A rope? Roba. A rope Roba. of many things. Oh, I didn't get these ones. So as you guys are looking at all this, inf- looking at all this gold, there's also, so if you guys wish, um, there's several different kind of weapons here. If you wanted to change out a weapon or get yourself a new one, you may grab one of those as well. There's also... a different medium armors if you wanted to find some as well. Is m- medium armor whoa, doesn't have disadvantage, right? Some medium armor does, just okay. depending on what kind you want. I was just looking through my stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not wearing armor. <laughs> and I never <laughs> have been. I don't have any. <laughs> so, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I can do the medium Cover armor. Cover your bare chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I prefer like leather. Though. Is there any? There is a st- studded leather. Studded leather. That's if you want. That. Can I take that? Yeah, you can take that. Okay. I'm is there another hand. studded leather? Yep, there is. Okay, Henley will take that one. Anybody else want to upgrade their armor if they want? Um, I don't need no armor. I don't need no armor. <laughs> I've got. I mean, I've got chainmail. Is there anything that would? Is there something that looks a little less mishmash for this little man over here? Yeah, you could find a halfling size armor. So the highest that you would be able to go is half plate. Okay. But it would 
to disadvantage on any stealth rolls. I already have disadvantage on okay. stealth, so. And that would be 15 plus your dex modifier. And it's called half plate? Yes. Anybody else? Is there any studded leather? There is. Oh, yep. sorry. Yeah, there's some studded leather. Obviously wasn't paying attention. <laughs> That's me, I got you. It's all right. And like I said, you can upgrade to any uh, weapon as well. So there's or- axes there. And they're all different... Uh, ornately decorated stuff just so the players know there's no like extra damage or extra magic to them but they're kind of different styles and some are engraved and some are ornated and others are just plain yes this is an Evan question okay and if you say no it's totally okay it does nothing to benefit me short of cool looks okay (laughs) um the Half Rule plate of cool. smoldering armor. So all it does, the armor class is still 15, mm-hmm. same weight and everything. All it does is wisps of harmless, odorless smoke rise from the armor while it's worn. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> does that give you an advantage on stealth checks now? Because there's smoke, like it's going to hide you? No, but like people see helps. smoke. Maybe it could cancel out the clink, though. <laughs> this halfling's on fire. <laughs> it just adds to intimidation. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. That's and then funny. I will pull off my armor and just leave it. Okay. It's kind of like, you know, it takes them and gives them, you know, sort of. Yeah. Henley like also leaves her regular leather armor. Pounds okay. and pounds of gold. <laughs> Are there any yeah. weapons made of silver? <clears throat> there is not. Any silver? Anything? How about any arrows? Are there any there more silver spoons there. for a Boudreau? <laughs> I'll pick up... Uh, you need a whole set. <laughs> 40 more arrows? Okay, that's fine. Did you need more arrows? Yeah, we'll say I topped off my arrows as well. 42 more arrows just to make it even. Okay, anybody else before I move on? Mm, I can't think of anything. Um... Is there a hand crossbow? Yes, there is. Can I pick it up? You sure can. I would like to evaluate the bows, because the bow that I'm having is still the one we picked off the dead body. Correct. <laughs> Pre-Avalon. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there a higher quality bow, or at least something that looks better? There's definitely one that's a little more ornate, very more sturdy. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't it necessarily affect your... Right, but... Is there yeah. any more like water skins, rope, rations? I'm just kidding. <laughs> we have some. We got 50 more feet of rope. Yeah, that's, we did. that's about okay. all the rope there was. Was there water skins or anything like There's that? There's some water skins. They are empty. Yeah. Or have the water is kind of spoiled inside of it. But yes, there's. we'll say there's five more water jugs that you can clean out and make useful. And then we'll take two that? more of those. Because some of the like clothing, some of this more um, degradable stuff is on the worst for wear sides. Mm. But the leather armor is good. Because it's treated to last a little longer. Yeah. Any other torches or... You could find some torches. Like anything that's kind of in an adventures pack, you could probably find some more of that stuff. How about more pythons for a... Yeah, you can find some <laughs> Yeah, we'll say Four. there's like another 50 pythons okay. that you find. So Henry, Add those to her love. Yeah. So Henry, her. as you're kind of digging through, you're kind of getting more of the knick-knack stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You remove kind of this bunch of cloth that you're shifting through um, the bags and stuff like that. And you notice that your bow is starting to get warm on your back. As you pull it around, you kind of see little runes start being etched in the side of your bow. And it it seems to be pulling you towards more of that area that you're digging into. I will follow it. Okay, you start digging through and you eventually find, and this item starts to glow kind of the same kind of... um, Pulsing. Okay, and there were runes already on my bow too, right? They're starting to glow. Though. Okay. 
because your dad, he, your brother tried to make it exactly like your dad's. And this, you find this quiver. What do you see in this quiver? How does this quiver look? Well, I imagine it's like black leather and it has a family crest on it and it's etched in silver thread and it has actually one big pouch for the arrows but has several little pouches on the side for like specialty arrows and I would probably recognize it from the stories. You would recognize it because your father had told you that you had a grandmother Mm -hmm. that was very uh, she was an elf and she was very good at crafting and doing leather work and she and her husband were kind of a duo team. The husband would kind of woodwork stuff and imbue magic into it, and they would work together with the quivers that she would make and make the bows more elegant and do special things to it. And so you're, and seeing that family emblem, you recognize that it is made from your grandmother. Um, Not from her, it's from her. Made. My grandmother made my made. Buy it. my ancestor made it. No, your grandmother from the skin made of. it. I, the way you said it though was like it, it's made from your grandmother, like from her, like from her body. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> you know that? Uh, That's why it's the black we found black. earlier. Huh? You know that flute we found earlier? Oh, <laughs> it's from her thigh bone. Oh, okay. uh, That's yeah. why he screams, everybody. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you're able to find. That that was made by your grandmother. <laughs> what can I roll to see if I remember its name? Like my grandmother's yeah. name? History, you think? Yeah. I do it advantage because you know you've been told these stories. Okay. Fourteen plus two. So sixteen. I know what it's called. <laughs> you do know what it's called. It's um, the Quiver of Ilana. Okay. So I pick that up, and does my bow react when I pick it up? They both, like, pulsate, and you see one of the runes. Like, because their runes were glowing. The runes then stop glowing, but one rune remains glowing. Okay. Kind of changes a different color. Because okay. normally they're like wood color. He didn't like stain them to different colors. So now all the other runes are still their wood color. So it's kind of hard to see them, but they're there. But the one that is now kind of inked in like a, a black, almost like a charred look. A charred, it. okay. It's glowing black? More just identifying, I don't care what color it is. It's just identifying that it's different than okay, all the okay. other runes. As you guys are looking... And everything. The, yes. Sorry. While we're looking, I'm, I'm not looking for me. I'm looking for something for Keth. Okay. Maybe so he doesn't get hurt so much. Or like. He needs to, a like shrinking a potion. Decent, right? <laughs> <laughs> or like a decent <laughs> weapon. Because he, all he's got right now is the mall, doesn't he? Correct. Yeah. So something orc-sized. Orc-sized. Okay. There's a few great axes in there. Are you looking more for armor-wise, or... Uh, I mean, if just you want to, I kind of would just be like, what do you want? I'll see if I can find it. Okay. He doesn't necessarily seem interested in any okay. other things. He likes his weapon. It's what he got. Plus, he likes... Because of the traveling and stuff like that, he likes to travel light. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just didn't know if he wanted something yeah. more, like, in the cave system, because he's died twice. Right. And then he could get rid of it <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. So... So you get one of the Myconids approach you and they say If there is anything you would like to know what it is we have identified everything that is here Is there anything super magical that will help against a paladin? Oh yeah, one of those things It seems that you have picked up many spell scrolls. Can you tell us what they are? 
and the potions. Cheers. Let's and just to clarify, only wizards can learn. Correct. They the wizards are the only ones that have the ability to learn and write these down. So that they can be repeated. Correct. And these spell scrolls, because they're going to be different levels of of spells. Hey, this is an Evan clarification. Okay. okay. So wizards can write them, but can anybody use them? Yes. Anybody okay. can use them. Okay. Yes. That's what I was wondering. Without getting Jeez. hurt? You'll, you'll nope. have to <laughs> roll to see okay. if okay. it does. Because I think generally they lean more towards people who do know magic. Right. And if you're trying to use a spell scroll that is above your level, you have to roll a percentage. Reasonable. That's it could backfire. Okay. Hey, my baby. Okay. So he grabs a few scrolls. He's like, this one is a cantrip minor illusion. Oh, I can do that. Here is another cantrip of shocking grasp. This one is a level one spell scroll of wrathful smite. (laughs) This one is a level three spell called Blink. These next two are level four spells. Oh my gosh. This one is called Polymorph. Dope. And this one. What level was that one at? Four. Four. Okay. Do I want that? (laughs) And this one is a level four as well called Death. Ward. The three potions that have the smell of wet stone are potions of climbing. We might need that. And why don't we just go give it to Thorin? (laughs) 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 Yeah. This decanter is a filler of love. Or a filter of love. What does that do? Yeah, what? Is that the one that smells faintly of childhood sweetheart? Yes. Okay. Meanwhile, Roscoe's putting on his new armor, and it starts smoking a little bit. (laughs) Guys, check this out. (laughs) This filter of love... If you have a creature, drink it. And the next creature that they see will be charmed for one of your hours. Oh, we should give that to the paladin. <laughs> Actually, that's not and a bad will, idea. <laughs> and, it, and the first creature that it sees, it will regard that one as its true Love. While I'm listening to that description, I'm going to look over at Fenny, and I'm going to elbow him a little bit and snicker and point at those two. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys laughing at? He's going to chuckle. Nothing? Yeah. <laughs> look what? at the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cool, but I don't see how it's funny. How old are you again? You're, you're considered an adult, right? And are you still a child? Because you're acting like a child. I'm a youngling. Well, I just want to know what they're laughing at. Do you know what they're laughing at? No. What the heck? (laughs) I don't get it. Is it my new armor? It looks kind of like overalls. (laughs) He slaps it. Like, (laughs) I guess his bare chest. Welcome to Tomes of the Chaos Bard mid-show break. I'm your host, Rupert Bumpkin, from the Rocky Talkie Gnome Radio Network. First item of business is the five-star reviews. Remember that Solemn will give you a shout-out and read your review on Solemn's column. Then he will review your review. It's great fun! Second is the Ko-Fi. This is our Patreon merchandise store. 
you can purchase keychains, coloring pages, and MP3s of our song. You can also commission to feed the cast or write a letter to Dear Boudreaux. If you are interested in becoming a patron, there are three tiers, each with varying rewards, including a full post show, DM Dave's deep dives, and coloring activity book with exclusive art. Go to ko-fi.com slash tomes of the chaos bard. That is ko-fi, K-O-F-I.com forward slash tomes of the chaos bard. And help us grow. And last but not least, the biggest way you can help us is share us with your friends and family. That is all, folks. Back to the show. <laughs> I guess it's bare chest. <laughs> and this pipe is called Pipes of Haunting. You will, if you know how to use wind instruments, you have a certain amount of uses for it per day. And if the creature is weak-minded, it will fear you for one of your minutes. And every creature within your 30 feet will be affected. Vinder, you better not play that at the bar, man. <laughs> um, just for player knowledge, what's the D- does it give you a DC save on that? So I yeah, can write it down. it's a DC 15 wisdom save. Also, as an outlander feat, both um, Boudreaux and Henley are proficient in one musical instrument. Yeah, but mine's the banjo. I don't think Henley has picked one yet. It's obviously the violin or something because you need to have a bow. (laughs) (laughs) Where's that? Does that goose thing come up again? (laughs) (laughs) The goose small. (laughs) You're digging through through (laughs) some stuff and you see this bag that's kind of, it's almost like a purse that's in the shape of a goose. Mm. (laughs) And then he goes back to the purse. (laughs) And he like looks around like to see if someone saw that. He's like, "Eh." Yeah. What? It has been a long, treacherous day. You may rest here and be on your way when you feel ready to leave. If you have any questions, you may ask any one of us. Otherwise, I bid you a good rest. And he kind of pauses for a minute. <laughs> Fender's going to pipe up. What is the meaning of life? <laughs> need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need a drink for that. <laughs> mound giveth and the mound taketh away. <laughs> I mean, Butcher can answer. <laughs> I was just kind of kidding. Are you asking from a certain culture's point of view or of the wood elf's point of view because there are many descriptions on why we are here I think I have a good understanding of the wood elves more from more like your perspective our culture's view yes we myconids believe that we are here to maintain and record the history of this plane and gather the information to ourselves for future preservation. See, I told you they were really smart. (laughs) This is why when we pass... When our time has come to an end, we return to where we came from, the ground. The mound devours us, and we reborn to create others like us. Therefore, the circle 
continues. We, my kids, share all information amongst ourselves, for we know everything one Mykonid knows to another. And our information is gathered, any new information is gathered when a new Mykonid is born. For example, the troll head that the mound has devoured. Those born in that time of devouring will grow with the knowledge of how it functions, its strengths, weaknesses. Hmm. Interesting. Thank you. What about those pictures on the walls? Yeah, what about those pictures on the walls? Unfortunately, my kind did not exist when these were here. There are many lost things of this place that we desire to find. The information we have been able to decipher, which is all theory for to know history exactly, we had to be there by our studies and information we were able to acquire all over this plane is that these creatures were masters of the sky they had technologies to fly what do you mean fly? They had like wings? They developed devices or some kind of mechanisms to lift them up off the ground, which leads to the question of whether they were conquerors or merchants or simply explorers, or a little of everything. They use magic, yeah? Like, do like build and fly? It is unknown. Mm. There are some depictions that they knew how to travel amongst the different planes of existence. What? To travel from here, which is called the material plane by many scholars, and can travel to other like planes, such as a plane of elements, such as fire, wind or water or travel to many of the domains of the gods or underworld or places such as the fae while we like heaven huh if that is what you no not really <laughs> call the afterlife then yes you believe in heaven no but I've heard of it Oh, okay. <laughs> we also know that there was a large battle before the disappearance of this race that was, it is uncertain, but many argue that it was led by or prevented by the leader of this ancient civilization that we call 
the sentinel of the mother. Okay. It is unknown whether this sentinel, this leader of the group, was the cause of the war or the defender of the war. What is known is he was a protector of one called the mother or of all and upon her death a great war was struck and eventually the sentinel fell and his people like him or her were lost and banished from time there are many drawings and carvings that also lead us to believe that he either had the power to travel through these planes with a mighty weapon or seal them shut. This is unknown to us. This is kind of making my head hurt. Yeah, this is... A lot. I've never heard this history before. Many of the your kind above the world know not of these things. I have a question. Mm. If I give you some of like my hair or something, do you gain all my knowledge? We would need more than just hair. Like what? Preferably a body part. Oh, never mind. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question, though, Boudreaux. What do you mean, good? Do I do I give you bad questions? <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> suggesting that. I just. But it makes me sound like I don't usually ask good questions. Sometimes you ask irrelevant questions. Irrelevant. Like when? While they're having their argument, I, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, as Garatha, I kind of want to pull the mic in it aside a little bit and ask if he's ever heard about a situation like ours. Kind of explain things, see if he's ever heard of a situation like ours or being able to move from one mind, from one body to another there is many secrets to life transformations or life preservations there has been many sorcerers wizards however you describe these magic wielding beings that have developed ways to put their souls in horcruxes to preserve their life. But many have failed to maintain their consciousness of who they are. Most stories would call them liches. There are many who seeked information such as this and have gone mad or cursed. There is one who we help gather knowledge for here. And who's that? It is a creature that has been cursed for a long time. It was here before we arrived, and it has asked us for information, and we do know that it hoards much information that it refuses to let us research or gather. 
It is a creature with one large green eye and fleshy spikes and large claws. It is known as a Nothic. And to be cursed with this Nothic curse, the being loses its knowledge of itself. It is like an itch that it cannot scratch, knowing who it is, but not remembering its past. So its curse is to continue looking for answers, but yet never finding one. So what you're telling me is things could have been a lot worse than what they are now, and that you have no idea other than it could still be worse. To tread a path which you desire may have consequences for you or those involved. However, there are many things with magic, with one's knowledge and power, such things are possible. There have been many who have awakened the earth as golems or rocks and to such things, but to transfer one's own soul to said thing can be dangerous and far as we know, not done. So if it can't be done, it's not recommended to be done, then how did I end up like this? Because there are two of us here. We didn't used to be two of us. So how did that happen? The only way we would find out, possibly, is if when you die, our mound consumes you. (sighs) Other than that, the only explanation is powerful, Magic. That I already know. Okay. Is there any other questions anybody would like to ask? Ujo. I would, but I'm in an argument with Henley right now. Okay. <sighs> About? <laughs> Relative questions. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> you said I don't ask good questions. I said, all I was making a point was that you asked a really good question. Now. What, 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 you're saying I don't ask good questions then? Sometimes. When was the last time I asked a bad question, huh? I don't know, you talk a lot. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) I don't talk that much, I'm quite silent. (laughs) Next time you ask an irrelevant question, I will tell you. You know what? I'd rather you not do that. I think that you actually say real good questions all the time, but they always usually get really boring answers. So there's your compliment with an insult. (laughs) Walks away. (laughs) (laughs) It was just trying to give him a compliment. (laughs) Starts walking away. I imagine about the same time that I start like like I finish up my conversation. Mm -hmm. I just turn around and my body language entirely changes. Obviously, switch from Garatha to Lila. <laughs> hey, sugar, I'm hungry. You got anything that we can uh, whip up here? Oh yeah. Uh, one second, though. I want to go talk to one of these guys. All right. Is that okay? Oh yeah. Okay, I'll be right back. And then, so he's gonna sit down with one of the guys. He was like, "You remember I asked you a question? Remind me of the question." <laughs> <laughs> Henley's rolling her eyes. How do you live in the dark? Like, how do you like it? Why not? We quite enjoy the dark. Gives one's time to contemplate. I could refer this question back to you. 
how do you live above with the burning ball of fire in the air? <laughs> it's warm and welcoming, and uh, it made me feel good. What makes you feel good down here? The cold, the damp, <laughs> and the dirt. Give me some advice, won't you? I don't like being down here, but I'm like kind of forced to be down here, and I don't want to be down here. What, what can him? Then don't be here. Okay, okay. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> he just leaves. <laughs> uh, hey, Fanny. When he says he's going to go talk to somebody, I can I walk over to you and ask for like a piece of like scroll parchment or something like that and something to write with? Yeah, I'll hand you a quill and some ink and a piece of parchment paper. Cool. I'm going to find a relatively flat rock and start writing a letter. Um, Hanley goes over to Roscoe and goes... Could I, by chance, have the climber's kit? I tend to do a lot of climbing when I do scouting stuff. Yeah, I have no use for it. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. And she'll <laughs> grab the, the, the kit and put it in her pack. So I have peanut butter, and I'm assuming in the rations there is bread of maybe yeah. not... Yeah, you, there would be no bread. Crackers. Even hard bread? I guess there could be some hard bread. After how many days we've been here, though, it'd probably be pretty stale bread. Yeah. Um, it's made specifically for people who go on the ocean. It's called hardtack. <laughs> yeah. Hardtack. Yeah. And it breaks teeth. Yeah. <laughs> pretty hard. Yeah. It's, 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 been down here in the damp for a bit. it's been down here in the damp for a while, so maybe not. <laughs> then it would be moldy. <laughs> Magical. So, Boudreaux, is there anything else... I'm trying to think if we have anything else that he could make. Yeah, you've got a bunch of cheese. Like the rations that you have. Yeah. So that it could be like some dried beans, some dried rice. It'd be a lot of dried meats, dried fruits. Okay. So, so I can make something more than a hard peanut bread jelly peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You do have some liberties to make something, but it is very limited on certain things because okay. like definitely the cheese is yeah. getting a little... Yeah. So I guess he'll make. You guys been traveling for about two days now. Yeah. I think he'll make a fire then and make cheesy rice to get rid of the cheese. And I don't know. Can I make gravy? Nah. Who wants gravy on their cheese? Never mind. (laughs) Um, and just cheesy rice. Yeah. Okay. And he adds some seasonings with his belt, and he makes sure that he makes a yours extra cheesy. Henley also Uh like I have some. Um, mushrooms. That might be good. You know what, right now? I don't want to eat mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's just like, like, (laughs) oh yeah. (laughs) 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 Might be offensive. (laughs) You're just thinking protein. (laughs) (laughs) He pats you on the shoulder. Thank you, though. Uh huh. So. He uh, goes and gives his extra cheesy rice to Lila and stands in front of her. Oh, thank you, Shaka. Um, yeah? I'm, I'm going to start divvying the silver up in five ways. Okay. Well, do we need good. to do that right now? We'll, hmm. we'll take care yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. No, like, is good? Um, I'm sure it's good. You don't usually make things that aren't good unless it's that burnt rice from the other day, but that it wasn't was really burnt. your fault. What the heck, man? What? I mean, I mean, uh, sorry. I will do better next time. Well, <laughs> he walks away. <laughs> oh, that one wasn't really. Okay, bye. Okay, <laughs> is there anything else that players want to do? I want to move on and get something else going. Let's Kay. go. You guys all. Go to rest. Boudreaux. Full rest? Yes, full rest. During your rest, Boudreaux, you seem to get be walking through a dark mist that is whirling around you. 
As you struggle to see, you get this strange sense of caution or warning. Not a sense of danger, but a warning to be weary or wary. Your eyes are drawn to a high place in the darkness, and it almost seems that the darkness parts as you see this gangly, pale purple creature. Large spikes of flesh poke out of its back. Large claws tap inquisitively against the ledge it is perched on. Its one large green eye is fixed on you. You see its head slowly tilt to the left. You sense a burning at your hip. As you look, you see your gourd is glowing. What color is your gourd glowing? A light green. A light green. It glows a light green of radiant color. You take it from your hip and hold it in your hands. Its warmth brings you comfort. You look up at the creature, its head still tilting to the left, but its gaze has changed from you to the gourd. Its eyes squint in a confused recognition. Its head then snaps straight and it leaps towards you. It lands 10 feet from you on all fours, then stands erect on its hind legs, reaching lengths of almost seven feet tall. The vision of the creature shifts swiftly and quickly from a grotesque creature to a humanoid figure. The gourd grows brighter and stronger and more intense, and the shifts of the vision slows, and you see the form of a tall man with robes of white outlined with gold and red trim. He has a long face with a pencil black beard that comes to a long point at his chin. He holds a staff that seems fairly familiar to you, but you remember this being dry, worn, and etched with the names of shaman's past. His perplexed look is focused on the gourd. His gaze then lifts and focuses behind you. As you turn, you see Lila, but not as you know her, but as she once was, a forest gnome. And next to her is a large construct made of some kind of hard stone or metal of a curious workmanship, built similarly to an orc with dwarven features. You look back at the robed man, and he is now the grotesque creature again, and is inches from your face. It places a clawed finger on the gourd and begins to tap, then firmly pushes and scratches the gourd. It gives you a gnarled smile and lifts its finger in a gesture to follow it, and as it slowly backs away. In your head, you hear a whisper, whispered, crackled voice. Answers to questions. Questions to answer. Bring me the gourd. Then answers I give to the master of the dead. And that is where we're going to end it oh for tonight. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Wow, what a lore dump this episode has been. Lots of information given. Hopefully you guys find that entertaining. <laughs> Please wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, good morning. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening again. A uh, big shout out to D.A. Nichols for the music and songs for this podcast. Go check out her TTRPG that she has written if you're looking for a new TTRPG to play called Shields of Power on drivethroughrpg.com. Also, special thanks to Realmwalker, Monument Studios, freesound.org, and Tabletop Audio for additional songs and music. 
I am DM Dave, and to the right I have... And me. Roscoe. Lila Garatha. Boudreaux. And Henley. And until next time, we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye.